Working from home sounds like a dream, right? I mean, I can remember working in an office and imagining how good would it be to skip the commute and the prep time and frankly skip wearing a bra. It would allow me to just do the work and have more time for real life and the fun stuff I wanted to do. But shortly after I started my business, I realized that working from home isn't all rainbows and butterflies. Whether you're doing it just a little while or transitioning to full-time working from home, trying to do it during COVID-19 or trying to do any of this with kids at home, let me tell you, I've been at all ends of the spectrum. In this episode, you're going to learn things that you haven't already heard about working from home. I took your comments and your messages to me and wanted to make something personal for you. On today's episode, you're going to hear insights that I've learned that will help keep you from making the same mistakes I did. You know, the fact that you keep procrastinating by cleaning the baseboards, or maybe that you're not showering for days, but who's counting? (laughs) Really, what I'm here to do is help you make the most of the work environment you're in. We're going to talk about what it's like to have a partner at home, how to not get caught in the scroll hole because let's be honest, distractions are everywhere around us, and what to do when you're struggling to focus, which I know I'm not the only one. And if you're an extrovert, put your hand up, I see you over there, sister, you're going to learn how I stay social working from home without drowning in Zoom meetings. Get ready, because I'm going to share how I've set up a great work environment and mindset to not go crazy in solitude. You'll hear about the tools I use for working remotely, and most importantly, you'll learn how to tune out distractions and focus, and get tips for staying social and connected even at home. For my fellow moms and dads out there, if you're looking specifically for working from home for kids, check out the next episode of Golden Girls Podcast all about this. I had so much to say because, let's be real, it's hard and it is no joke, but it can be done. So I've made a whole episode coming up next for you. But let's get back to this one. By the end of this episode right here, you're going to be ready to create the best work from home experience possible for you. And who knows, you may just decide working from home is right for you and never go back to the office. Or at least, chances are you'll probably stop wearing a bra. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hey there, Golden Girl. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of Golden Girls Podcast. I so appreciate you joining in. I know you have a lot on the go. There's a lot of other podcasts you can be listening to and spending your time with, and I truly love that I get to be a part of your day. So thank you. I want to start us out with a listener shout out because I realized I forgot to do this for a little bit. This one here is for Erica Carroll from the US, and she left me a review. She says, Golden Girl, you're meant for more. Go get it. This quote from episode zero so resonates for me. From the beginning, Lisa pours her heart into this podcast and I can't wait to hear more. It's definitely worth it to subscribe and listen from anywhere, even in the shower. (laughs) Thanks, Erica. (sighs) I can't even tell you how much it means to me. I really do pour my heart into each and every episode. Maybe more than I should. It takes me a long time to put these together. But it's because I really do value you listening and all of you who take the time to subscribe, to leave a review and to start with your friends. It means the world to me. 
This podcast is for you and you listening, whether it's in the shower like Erica, in the car, while you're doing dishes, seriously, it's everything. So thank you, Erica, for listening. Thank you for leading a review. And if you're in the shower listening to this, I hope it makes you smile. All right. Now, do you want me to shout out to you too? Because I would love to do that. I love starting our episodes with a shout out to you guys. So if you want to be featured, leave us a review and I would love to say thank you to you right here on the next episode. All right, let's talk about working from home. It sounds pretty good, right? I mean, stick in your pajamas, skip the commute, you don't have to do makeup, no one will know if you're wearing pants, all those things, and just do your work. For me, I know this is what my dream was when I started my business, and I thought it was going to be so good. But pretty quickly, I realized that working from home has its own challenges. I feel like it doesn't matter whether you're doing it just once in a while or you're full-time working at home or if you're trying to do it with kids, there's lessons to learn at every step. And truly, I've been at each end of the spectrum. And I'm here to tell you some things that I know you're struggling with, things that you probably haven't already heard or learned yet about working from home and save you the last four years of the learning curve I've been on. Today, I'm sharing insights I've learned because yes, I've procrastinated by cleaning my baseboards. I've gone days without showering or washing my hair, and now I feel like I've really learned to make the most of the work environment I am in, even with kids. We're going to talk about what it's like to have a partner at home, because that's definitely a challenge for many of us, how to avoid getting caught in that darn scroll hole, and what to do when you're struggling to focus. I'm an extrovert, and I know some of you guys are too, and there are a lot of challenges working from home that I didn't expect, some of which you guys might relate to. In this episode, I'm going to share with you what I had to overcome, some of the things that I felt being isolated and missing people, to all the way in overcompensating, and I'll talk about how to avoid that too. As always, I really hope that hearing my experience helps you avoid some of the same mistakes so you don't have to go through the four years of ups and downs and mistakes and distractions, wastes of time, and missed opportunities that I certainly did. One of the things I'm going to talk about, which you guys have heard me talk about before, but it's really knowing yourself. It's a big theme on Golden Girls Podcast because I really believe that you are your own best expert. I'm going to give you suggestions, advice, and tips, but it's up to you to know what's going to work for you and to try it out. And if it doesn't work for you, I hope and I want you to have the mindset to know that it's okay. That's just your chance to play around and get creative and find out what works for you. In that theme of knowing yourself, I actually created a special quiz for you to help you find out your work from home style. See, we're not all the same. I know some of you guys are thriving in this and some of you are really struggling, perhaps like I did. Each of us has certain things that might limit us or get in the way, and there are certain pieces of advice that might work for certain personalities, but not for others. And then, of course, there's some tips that work pretty much universally. So if you want to get personalized advice and tips, then take my super quick six-question quiz at www.lisamichaud.com slash workfromhome. Of course, as always, there's a link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It's fun, it's easy, it's simple, and at the end of it, you're going to get some great tips to help you specifically with your personality, and I truly hope that you enjoy it. Now, this episode is part two in what was supposed to be a two-part series on working from home, but because <laughs> I have a lot to say, it has expanded into three parts because I really wanted to talk about working from home with kids. It's something I've done for the last over two years now. And it turns out I have a lot to say about it, which I think is a lot of great advice to share, and I just couldn't squeeze it into this episode. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I started to create this episode weeks ago. I just looked at the Google Docs info for these notes, and I started this draft on March 18th. And just so you know, I'm recording this on April 16th. So it's taken me pretty much a month to get to this point. 
It's going to then take me a few days to, you know, edit and set up all the things behind the scenes. So you're going to see how long this takes before it's actually released. And that is a sign of the truth about working from home with kids. Everything just takes longer than I hope. But we're still here and we're still doing this. Okay, so anyways, I just wanted to make a note of that because I want you to know that it certainly is slow over here. And I also think that some of the... The world just keeps changing so fast, so I thought it would be helpful to know the date that I'm actually recording this. By the way, 2020 is the year I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, so if you haven't already, make sure you go back and check out episode 18 of Golden Girls Podcast. That was part one in our Work From Home series. And that's where I talk all about creating community from home with my special guest, Tatiana Correa from Shopify. In that episode, we chatted about how to maintain connection with your remote team. We talked about common mistakes people make working from home how to establish boundaries between the work and the home life, and how to keep communication open with your boss and your colleagues. You guys, Tatiana dropped amazing gems in there. It was so good, and your feedback was amazing. If you haven't already listened, I know you're going to love it too. Today, I'm sharing my perspective, and I've broken this episode into five parts. These are the things that I think are most important. Setting up a great environment, establishing the right routine, boundaries, and habits, using the right tools, and I'll share some of my favorites, how to stay focused and eliminate distractions, and how to stay connected and social, but not too social. (laughs) Now remember, working at home with kids at home is a whole other game altogether. The next episode, which I'm hoping is going to come out very soon, it's a bonus episode because I just couldn't squeeze all this in, is all about working from home with kids. And I promise you guys, I'm going to record this and release it as soon as I can kind of breaks my heart that I can't be more consistent right now with my podcast, but I am full-time parenting while my husband Troy is away. So I'm giving myself grace just like I encourage you to do the same. But trust me, it's a going to be a really good episode. And if you're a parent, you're going to want to check it out if I do say so myself. So let's start with the first thing about working from home that I think is super important. And it's about your environment and setting up a really good environment. Now, here's what I think not enough of us think about, and that is what is your personality and what is your work style and what is the kind of work that you're going to be doing? How easily distracted do you get? What kind of environment do you thrive in? Do you need to have video or audio, multiple screens, fast Wi-Fi, a phone? All of these things I think are so important for you to understand so that you can create a space that you can be happy in and you can thrive in. As much as possible, I recommend having a separate area for your work versus the rest of your life. This isn't just a practical thing or a cleanliness thing or a Marie Kondo thing. It's actually about habits and the way that we form habits. I think, maybe you guys don't know this, but I've done a lot of research on habits and this is scientifically proven that it's our habits are formed based on where we do things. So for example, you uh, you get used to sleeping in your bed because it's the location where you're forming that habit. It's super easy, trust me on this one, to form a habit in a pl- in like your kitchen table or in your living room to start working and then it gets really hard to stop working. It's, this is something that, again, from my experience for sure, but also scientifically proven. It becomes a really big slippery slope then when your work and your personal life are intertwined to just send out one more email before dinner or to a final run through of a presentation after the kids are down to sleep. I'm not saying you can't do those things. I mean, I think sometimes we we all have to. But do those things because they are essential. Because that, that needs to happen, not because it's a habit. Now, maybe some of you guys are listening and you're in a small space like me. We're, we're in a condo downtown Vancouver. And this might be trickier if you don't have a separate room. 
If this is just something temporary, consider a nightstand or a small table for your work. And trust me, guys, uh, Pinterest and Google have a ton of ideas on how to get inspiration and how to set up a small space for your office. So I'm not going to go into all those because I am not the most Pinterest person, but that, that gives you some ideas on where to start. If you working from home is going to be something longer term, you can actually look at a lot of innovative options. And, you know, this is for you guys in the suburbs, in bigger houses, or wherever you are too. But especially in smaller spaces, it's things like wall beds or convertible desks or stand-up desks or multi-purpose chairs can make a really big difference. For our apartment, we designed my office for the long term because I really hope that this business keeps working because I'm loving it. (laughs) It was definitely an investment. It was a bit pricey, but my office actually does triple duty. We have a Murphy bed, but it's also my shelf or my backdrop in my office. If you've ever seen me do live videos or pictures at my desk or anything like that, what you see behind me is a bedroom. It's a whole, it's not a bedroom, it's a bed where it, it becomes our fourth bedroom when people come to visit. So my desk can also be a coffee table and it can either be half the size or it could be double the size. I can also put my desk up so it's a bit of a standing desk and my desk actually lowers all the way down too and it slides right under the Murphy bed when the Murphy bed is down so there's no wasted space and people can actually move around. So again, that's something that we did. It took us a fair bit of time. It was a big financial investment for sure, but in a small space and knowing that we wanted to I wanted to work from home, this gave us the opportunity to make the most of our small space. So I just wanted to share that for you guys to to get you thinking about what's your personality, how long are you going to be working from home, what kind of a space do you need, and how how can you get creative even if you're in a small space. All right, let's talk about ergonomics. Now, when you're in an office or corporate job, chances are you may have a support team or they may have different, um, they have great chairs for you or whatever's going on in your office. But when you come from home and work from home, uh, you don't have those things. It took me about three years to get this right and lots of little adjustments. I was in a car accident about 11 years ago and I get terrible headaches every now and again. And I found that as through certain periods of my work that I was getting really bad headaches again. And it was literally taking me out of the office for two or three days at a time. And I knew I needed to make adjustments. I'm super lucky. I had a couple friends um, that were able to come over and help me and set my desk up. And I did a little research on how to get things ergonomically ready. But I'm going to tell you, I was also prepared to hire someone to come to my house and set it up, which I do believe would be such a worthwhile investment if you're going to be working long term. I recognize right now, if you're listening to this during COVID-19, maybe not possible, but something to think about. Or you might be able to do like a Skype call in with someone who who does that, who can help you look at your look at your setup and help optimize it for you. Now, here's a couple of things that I did that weren't a huge investment that really made a big difference. Number one, not using my laptop as a laptop all the time. (laughs) One of the things I did is I set up a separate monitor and eventually I actually ended up getting dual monitors and I plug my laptop into that. That helps so much. Not to mention the dual screens for productivity. I absolutely love it. I can do scheduling on one side, have spreadsheets and I just love it. (laughs) I'm such a nerd about spreadsheets and scheduling. As if you didn't already know that about me, now you know. Now, I also had this really cute little Apple keyboard. It was Bluetooth and very Instagrammable. And it turns out it was really terrible for my ergonomics and really ended up um, causing me a lot of pain. So what I did is I upgraded to a much less Instagrammable but way more comfortable Logitech keyboard and mouse that are specifically designed to help keep you comfortable and 
um, like spread open your shoulders and have good posture. So again, I wouldn't take cute pictures with it, but I feel way better and I can actually do the work I want. For a really affordable price, I added lumbar support to my chair. And my chair is just a basic Ikea chair. It's nothing fancy. But I think I got this lumbar support for like $25. And I put a footrest under my desk. And I think both of them, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to drop the link in the show notes for you guys in case you want to see what I got or want to get what I got. You're more than welcome to do that. All these adjustments, like the, with the exception of the monitors, I got my keyboard and mouse, I've got my lumbar support, I've got the footrest. That was less than $150 and it made a huge, huge impact. On my monitors, I also, and this, by the way, let me just say this, I've been doing this for, this for four years and so I very slowly added these things over time as I made money and as I figured out what I needed next in my body. My body always tells me and your body will tell you too what's going to help you. But I also added arms for my monitor so I could adjust to proper eye height and all those good things. So I actually created a special section and I'll link to it in the show notes of all, of all these things I did. Eventually, I'm also going to create a page on my website with all this information for you too because it took me a long time to do all this research and if I can save you a few steps, I would love to do that. Again, just a friendly reminder to you and to me that my work is slow these days, so it's not going to be perfect, but check out the links in the show notes. I'll keep adding to it the more I learn and the more I come across um, whatever I think that can help you in setting up a good environment from home. Okay, now here's a few other little touches that I've added over time for an enjoyable work environment because... I'll tell you, there's been days where I have cringed coming up to my desk, that I have dreaded coming up here, and that is a really crappy feeling to have. You want your space to be joyful and pleasurable because it's going to make you want to go to work. One of the little things I did, I have put some greenery in here, like little plants, and my my amazing friend Chris from Kermode, I'll link to him as well for you guys, he has the cutest little plants, and I've got a couple of his in my office. I also have a diffuser in here and essential oils to always set the mood. I do it before, you know, every episode that I do. And um, the great thing, I think, about not having an office, like a, you know, physical office to go into, is that there's no scent, no no scent policies. Is that a thing? Like, you can wear what you want at home and, like, feel good in it. So, full disclosure, I have sold doTERRA oils in the past, but I do it because I actually use them a lot. So you don't have to buy from me. You don't have to use doTERRA. But I just wanted to tell you that I really do love using essential oils in a diffuser. It just makes me excited to go to work. And if you're tired, one of my best tips is to take some peppermint and wild orange, drop a couple drops in your hands, rub your hands together, take a few nice deep breaths with that in your hand, and then put the rest on the back of your neck and you will wake up and feel amazing. Okay, a couple little touches I've done too. I'm a big fan of music. I use Spotify. I don't splurge for premium because I'm kind of cheap like that. But I do use headphones when my husband is home. I highly recommend having headphones, by the way, if you're working at home with lots of people. And I also have Bluetooth speakers that sometimes I set up when I want to do dance parties because uh, that's fun too. And I think it's good to have a fun environment in your office. One other thing to talk about working from home. It's Easy, this is one of the perks I think is, and Tatiana and I talked about it in the last episode, episode 18, that it's easy to work flexible hours. It's easy to take a couple hours off in the middle of the day, go for a walk, uh, maybe do a workout, hang out with your kids, and then get back to work a little later. I think especially as parents, we do this, you know, when the kids are asleep, we go back to work. And you probably heard about this, but, and I'm not an expert, but I've been doing a bit of research and here's a little bit of what I've learned slash what will work for you. You're probably aware of what blue light does. And blue light um, impacts your body's ability to produce melatonin. Melatonin is the 
Oof, now I'm forgetting. It's it's the chemical that your brain produces to help you fall asleep. So if you ha- see too much blue light, which your phone, TV, computer screen, all those things emit blue light, it turns off your ability to produce melatonin and makes it more challenging for you to fall asleep. What I've done is I've gotten blue light filtering glasses. And I think they were like $30. They weren't that much. I also use the app Flux on my computer. And if I do have to do work at night, I make sure I have my blue light filtering glasses on and I use the app Flux. So this has been, like, I don't love working late at night, but I'm a working mom and I've struggled with getting consistent childcare. So this helps me to be able to get some work done in the evenings and still fall asleep, which is super important. I've added the links to these below too. Fluxes was a free app. Um, and you want to look at this on your phone too, because our phones emit it. There's ways to limit the blue light. So do, you know, figure out what your, your phone model is and do a Google search and it'll tell you how to get rid of the blue light on your phone. So that is a way that I keep consistent sleep, even if I have to work a little bit later. Now here's a little fun fact too. <laughs> you might think I'm nerd for this, but that's okay. I have also started using my blue light glasses after about 8 p.m., even if we're just watching TV or something with my family, we don't watch a lot of TV, but sometimes we do. And I have to say, it definitely helps me sleep. This is also important. It's something that I've learned. Um, you, I don't wear these in the morning because I learned that blue light can also help wake you up. So I would say if you're going to use the glasses, play around with when you start using them and for how long. I used to put them on first thing in the morning and I didn't actually feel that much better using them. I was like, oh, I'm still like getting headaches or I just felt tired and groggy. And I think for me, the key was, the key is to not use them in the morning and later on in the day start to use them. And that seems to work for me. So play around for you. Do a little bit of research, um, but I would highly recommend getting some blue light filtering glasses if you're working from home and might be doing any of this work at nighttime. And either way, reduce that blue light because you guys sleep. Oh my gosh, sleep. So important. Oh, that was a lot. Okay, that's environment. <laughs> now let's talk about establishing the right routine, boundaries, and habits. I know some of you guys are struggling with routine and it certainly took me a while to do this too. So this is something I never thought I'd have a challenge with because I was used to going to the office every day. But let me tell you, no matter how good your regular personal hygiene routine is, you're pretty much guaranteed that it will go downhill. I don't necessarily think you need full hair or makeup and all the things to go into work, but I do know this. It's important to feel good. I do believe it's important to establish some routine and as much of an ideal work schedule as possible. I know I joke about no pants and no bras, but honestly, most days I still wear a bra. And if I'm not wearing pants, it's because I'm wearing a dress that makes me feel great. Basically, you want to feel good about yourself. And sometimes I will wear something that, you know, comfy pants on the bottom and a nicer top on nicer top on top. Does that make sense? A shirt on top. But really, it's about feeling good for you. And I also have learned over time that I always feel the best after a workout and a shower. It feels like that signals to me that my day has started. Um, I I've struggled to like put makeup on or do my hair up and I haven't had a workout. And so if I haven't done a workout, it just I just never get going on my day. So that's for me what I've learned. So I make sure that my day pretty much five to seven days a week starts with some sort of a workout or yoga or something and a shower. That feels really good for me. I encourage you to figure out what works for you. How do you signal the start of your day? That's super important. Let's talk about planning your weeks because working from home, you're going to need this because the right routine, boundaries, and habits are essential and more challenging than ever. I know, I know, I know that I preach planning your weeks, but seriously, it's a game changer. If you haven't already, grab my weekly planner, lisamichelle.com forward slash week, and the link is in the show notes, and look ahead and figure out what work needs to happen this week. Something else that, that might help you is that 
a lot of the times I try and batch what I'm doing. So um, this may or may not be possible, by the way, but I'll pick a couple days a week that I'm going to be doing stories or masterminds or recording videos, hopping on client calls. And then those are the days that I will fully do my makeup and maybe even my hair because it makes me just feel a little more confident to do those things. You might also want to consider, if it's possible, to stack meetings on the same day as much as possible, to batch your work, you know, do your emails once in the morning and once in the afternoon. I know it's hard with people working at home, but this is where you can have great conversations about having a closed door policy. And that goes for both your team and colleagues that are working at their homes and also for yourself. Don't have your notifications on. Let people know that if it's urgent that they can call you. You'll be amazed at how well this works. And I know a lot of people have resistance to this, but here's the thing. I think in our heads, we sometimes think, oh my gosh, if I put up a boundary, this person's going to be mad or they're going to come after me with pitchforks or whatever story we make up in our heads. Most people don't care. They just respect your boundaries and it's okay. Try also as much as possible to maintain some consistency. Approximately the time that you start and approximately the time that you end your day. And that you might, you know, mix that up a little bit. Like maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, you work a little bit later because then you can do something else in the mornings. But um, something that has really helped me, because I, I, what I found is that I was getting into the habit of like never stopping work because there's always something to do. So what I've done is I plan fun things after work. So I'm motivated to get through my day. I'm motivated to get the task done and I don't procrastinate as much. Otherwise, I would seriously either procrastinate on things and then end up working all night uh, or maybe both and never do fun things. So plan and be intentional about your downtime because this really will help in so many areas of your life. I want to share a little story with you guys. I remember there was a day where I was getting ready to meet a friend at the end of my work day and we were meeting out for dinner and I was feeling super stressed right before dinner. I looked at my to-do list and I had accomplished pretty much nothing off that. I literally had a full seven or eight hour work day still on my list, but I had been busy all day. What the heck had happened? I don't, I have a feeling I'm probably not the only one that can relate to this. I had been busy and I had quote worked all day. But I realized something. What I did is I got caught up in the things around my house to do. I'd clean my house instead of doing my work. So I'd done done all the dishes and the sheets were fresh because I'm home. I may as well flip the laundry. And I was like, well, I might as well do the towels too because like (laughs) – and you know that doesn't happen unless I'm really avoiding something. (laughs) But work wasn't happening. And what I've learned is that cleaning your house, uh, any of the chores, anything around your house will become a distraction or a procrastination tool if you let it to. That's where this next piece of advice comes in. And this is around, um, you know, getting your, establishing your routine and your boundaries and your habits. It's knowing what your, quote, clean enough standards are for the house. You need to know what clean enough is for you. And this is something I know that no one tells you, that you're actually going to want to clean your blinds and wipe down the baseboards and fold your underwear before you do that really boring or scary thing. (laughs) Your house chores easily become a way to avoid doing what you're supposed to be doing. And this becomes especially hard working from home with kids, but I'll, I'll talk about that more in the next episode. What I want you to do is decide on your enough. I try and do about 20 to 30 minutes a day. Some days maybe a little more and some days a little less, but that's my enough. Like my house is not perfectly clean, especially right now. During the time that I'm cleaning, I listen to a podcast or an audiobook or I do learn from an online course and it's see it's it turns into kind of my time. Um and it's either early in the morning or after my daughter goes to sleep. This might not be possible right now, but hiring a cleaning company or a mother's helper, like a neighborhood teenager or something like that, can really help. Even if it's just once a month or for a few hours, that can help you release the guilt and help just get rid of some of those pesky, distracting jobs. But I really could say would say that you've got to know what your clean enough standards are. 
Otherwise, you're going to get sucked into having a perfect house and never get the things done that you say you're going to do. Let's talk about boundaries. Now, (laughs) some boundaries are going to be more challenging right now. Some boundaries are going to be less challenging right now. Um, Something that I really struggled with that, again, maybe not an issue right now, but I want to put it out there. If you do it from home on a regular, you work from home on a regular basis, or if you have kids, you're going to have to figure out how to explain to yourself and to others what your work boundaries and your work needs are. This was a real challenge, and I have to constantly reassess and figure this out for myself. Your visitors, if you have people coming to visit, your family, your friends, even the the mailman, <laughs> your phone calls are going to get people are going to get confused as to why you're home and why you also that doesn't mean that you can necessarily chat or hang out or do nothing all day. And this really requires you setting boundaries or you will get nothing done. And trust me, I've been there. There's also the side of because you can work anywhere and you're working from home or you can work anytime, it's also too easy to then end up working everywhere and all the time. Now again, this is a little bit more general. I realize this probably isn't your life right now if you're listening to this in April of 2020. You know, you're not going to be on vacation. But trust me, if you start working from home, it becomes really difficult to not work on vacation or in airport waiting areas or at Thanksgiving dinner. If you can work anywhere, there's a very easy slippery slope to end up working everywhere. Again, I've realized with socially distancing or isolating that there's not as much of an issue, but it can also still turn into things like emails over dinner, messaging your boss while the kids are in the tub, conference calling while cooking. It's not to say that any of those things are wrong, but there's a difference between being intentional about that and having having to do it because that's what's essential versus getting in the habit of that. Be clear about when you will work and when you won't and communicate that. Like I said, right now most people are going to understand this, but even right now you may have kids that don't quite get it or friends who want to FaceTime in the middle of the day and you can't. This is why a schedule is important and a routine for you as much as possible and being honest about what you want and what you need to do even if you are working from home. If you're reporting to a boss still while you're remote or you have colleagues or like me, you've got a small team, it is still important to stay in touch. Have an open conversation with your boss, your colleagues, and your team about expectations, about work hours. For my team, generally we do a weekly one-on-one and we use an online platform called Slack so we can communicate more frequently. I'm also really open and passionate about keeping balance for me and for my team. That's a value of my business and I have to, I have to protect it for myself and for everyone on my team and so I live it. I work to balance out being available to help them and respond quickly with my need for downtime and family time. That's something that I, I kind of go back and forth on and I'm always doing my best. And one thing that definitely helps is that I always empower them and my team to make the best decision. I give them the ability to figure out what is best for them and I trust them. And I'll talk more about some of the tools that I use with my team in just a few minutes. But I wanted to put that out there around the boundaries. Open communication right now when you're working remotely. And I know Tatiana talked about this, but I want to say, you know, as a leader, as someone who has teammates and leads a small team in right now, we have a team in the US, in Spain, uh, soon to be in the Philippines, and then also in Canada. So it's kind of a crazy mix. And we really do have to stay open and support each other as much as possible. All right, let's talk about habits before I leave this whole section on routine. So remember, think about you, think about your style, and think about the habits that you're going to need to set yourself up for success. What 
work environment, what situation do you work best in? So where do you do your work? Think about that. Think about what times you feel best to do your work and get consistent on this. Think about how often you're going to move your body, when you will do what type of work. You know, certain things for me, I do better in the morning, certain things I do better at night. When you have a kid, you may just be like, any minute I can, I will do it. Um, how tidy you keep your space. You know, some people, uh, do really well at keeping things really tidy. Some people, it doesn't bother them so much. So you got to know you and where that works. Frankly, I'm usually not super tidy in my office, but I'm working on getting better. And I find that the tidier I am, often the better I feel. But that swings for me too, so it might for you as well. Also think about your health habits, drinking your water, getting your exercise, and sleeping. When you live and work at home, these lines can start to blur. I've been there. The great thing is though, that if you're doing it well, you know, if you're taking care of yourself in your personal life and taking care of yourself in your work life, they're going to blend and support each other. The bad news is if you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to import impact your work sooner than before. So you want to make sure that you're still, you've got the habits to set yourself up for success at work and at home and your health. That is what's super important. Uh, I, I believe, and I will say this and say this again, when you're working from home, your personal habits, your personal success habits matter now more than ever. You know when you fall in love with something and you want to tell everybody you know and scream from the rooftops? Well, that's how I feel sometimes about things that I fall in love with and I want to share them with you too. From time to time, I'm going to share products and services that I absolutely adore. Thank you so much for considering using one of the links that I share. I create this podcast completely free to share with you and I really want to keep the integrity and only share what I believe in, both the content that I create and the products and services. I might share affiliate links and here's what I want you to know. When you use the link, it doesn't cost you a thing and it helps me to be able to give you more great and free content like this. So thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for supporting my business, my family, and my team. I truly look forward to sharing only the best of life and business so that you can also create the life and business that you love too. If you run an online business or you're dreaming about starting one, you know that technology can seriously get in the way. Getting your email software to talk to your website and having that integrate with your landing page, your webinar software, sales pages, checkout cards, digital course memberships, and client profiles, and then having it all tie together for an exceptional customer service experience, well, frankly, I'm pretty exhausted just saying that and it can turn out to be a real disaster. In fact, I know that technology is probably one of the biggest reasons you're not starting or scaling your business to your full potential. I can relate. To be honest, about a year ago, my business was a hot mess. That's why when I found Kajabi, an all-in-one business platform, I knew I had to make the switch. First of all, making the switch saved me over $1,000 a year in my business, which is pretty freaking cool. But even more than that, it's helped me save time. I've been able to create amazing products for my clients and serve my community better than ever before. Best of all, I'm not afraid of technology anymore and it doesn't hold me back from doing what I want to do. Now I can whip up an entire sales funnel in less than an hour and I confidently host my membership community, my mastermind, and my soon-to-be digital course all within Kajabi. My friend, if you are looking to simplify your online business while taking it to the next level, you've got to check out Kajabi. I've partnered with them to offer you an exclusive 28-day free trial that comes with step-by-step tutorials so you can get your business up and running and profitable faster than you can say, 
I love technology. Go to www.lisamichaud.com forward slash Kajabi. That's lisamichaud.com forward slash K-A-J-A-B-I to get your exclusive 28-day trial. Okay, so that was boundaries, routines, schedules, habits, that bucket. Now let's talk about tools because working from home might mean, especially if you're new to this or if you've never done it before or maybe you think this might be a long-term thing, you want to set this up right. First, I'm going to talk about some hardware and then I'll talk about some software. If you're working from home and it's a long-term thing, I can't stress this enough, you guys. I seriously consider investing in your comfort and your space. And you're going to hear, and I'm sharing this a lot, I've been doing this for four years, so it's taken me time. For a long time, I used to put my laptop on cardboard boxes on my desk so that I had things at the right eye level. So I was not fancy to start and I've very slowly added things over time as I made money in my business and as it made sense to invest. Don't feel the pressure to go buy all the things right now, but think about where you can start and what will help you. I already talked about the things that helped with ergonomics, which is huge, and I would highly suggest starting with those things. Here are a few of the other things that helped. And again, I put links here in the show notes to my favorites. So if you want to keep it quick and easy, if that helps you save some time, awesome. Now, there's some of the cheapest and easiest things here. Headphones, super easy, great for eliminating distractions, listening to music, getting some privacy on calls. These are pretty much a must if you haven't already figured that out. My other thing is Spotify. I love to make a playlist or, you know, still some a good one from someone else. Uh, I actually create different playlists depending on what I am doing. Um, for example, I have a playlist that I listen to before I record episodes for this podcast and it's called, uh, I can't remember actually. I'm going to link, I'll link to it in the show notes though. Then I also have one that's inspiration and motivation. So I'll link to that in the show notes there for you too. And it, it just makes me feel like pumped up and I know I have good music to listen to. Again, I don't pay for the premium Spotify. You are more than welcome to. Some people love it. Um, the advertisements don't bother me, but I pretty much every day I write down what I'm grateful for and almost every day music comes up in that, that I just love music and it makes me feel better. Okay, less cheap but still important in terms of hardware, dual monitors. If you guys are working from home and doing it for a long period of time and you want to be more productive, like get them. It's a bit of a splurge but I seriously love it. And eventually I added the arms for the monitor so I can lift them up and down. So good. One last thing, an external hard drive. If you're working in corporate, um, often you have like a nice desktop and there's lots of room and all those things. But at home, I didn't have that. I was running out of space. So I bought one at Costco and it saved my life. I was always running out of space on my laptop and this just helped me save so much time. Now, if you are a corporate employee, check with the rules with your IT department. Um, they might be able to get you one. But if if you're, it's pretty much a must. Like if you're working from home without a full desktop hard drive, thinking um, you'll want an external hard drive. Otherwise, you're going to fill up your laptop probably real fast. I'm going to really quickly talk about a few things. And if you're doing content or if the way you you look or sound is really important, I'll talk about a few of the things that I invested in. And I'm also going to talk this probably in the next episode too. Remember, this took me four years to do. When I first started my business and started working from home, I recorded everything on my laptop, like the video, audio, everything. And I slowly added over time. These are things that I'm only sharing in case you would like to sound or look more professional. Maybe you used to use a studio for some of the work that you did or you're you're um, producing some sort of videos or audio for your work. I know some of you guys work in training and um, real estate and some of you are looking at starting podcasts or YouTube channels too. So here's a couple of the things that I started with that, that might help you. And again, I'm going to put links to all this in the show notes so you don't have to remember all this, but I'll just give you like a really quick 
overview. So I did invest in a nice webcam. It was It's better than the one on my laptop. Plus, I can actually attach it to my monitors or even to my ring light, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But it's a Logitech one, nothing super fancy, but it, it really does make a difference. For microphones, I have two. I started with a little Pell mic, which is one that clips onto your clothes, and it's a Rode SmartLav Plus. And I started with that for it plugs into my phone, and I take it with me when I'm traveling. So I've recorded a couple podcasts, uh, not for my podcast, but interviews on the road. And if I, when I do travel and I want to record a podcast, I always bring it with me. And usually I'm on vacation and I don't end up recording podcasts because for, for Golden Girls because. I need a vacation sometimes. Uh, anyways, when I, for podcasting, I use a USB mic. So it's simple. I can plug it into my computer. And it's called the Blue Yeti, which is if you've ever seen a podcaster with Instagram, it's probably the same mic. So um, I'm going to share this in the show notes too. It always gets great reviews. And that's the mic that I use for recording all the episodes so far. Like I said, I may do the odd one with the Smart Lab. The lapel mic is still really, really good. But I love my big Blue Yeti USB mic. It's amazing. For video, I have a ring light, which again, if you've seen Instagrammers or makeup people or whatever, um, my hairdresser is where I got the idea. They have it's a, it's a light that just makes me brighten up. And I at first I was really nervous about the investment, and it took me a little while to save up for it. It was like a treat for me, but I really love it. And side note, they've come down in price a lot. Like when I first started looking, they were over five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars, and now you can get a good one for around a hundred dollars. So it's really awesome. It helps me because uh, especially, my gosh, if you're working from home, you may not get the chance to direct how the sun is going to hit or what room you get to work in and how much light you're going to have. So really helps me just make sure if I'm ever doing videos, uh, even heck, if I'm doing certain calls, I want to be able to see people. I want people to see me. And so I really love my ring light and I'll link to it below. I have, I got one with a full meal deal and a light stand and all that stuff, but you can start with the basic one too and just helps you get consistency. And if you're doing any kind of meetings or presentations, I really feel like it helps level you up. If you're doing video content like I am or or teaching, it's 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 amazing. I've, I'm so proud that I have it. And it took me, like I said, this has taken me four years to get to this point, but it's one of those splurges that I'm really proud of. For my podcast, before I say it, let me just also say this. Um, so with microphones, I have a boom arm, which means that my podcast mic doesn't sit on my desk. It's on a boom arm. And that's like really fancy. So anyways, I just want to say that like, if you have your mic on your desk, it'll be good. But if you're looking for something professional quality, you're going to want the boom arm. That way, if you accidentally hit your desk, which I do a lot, probably too often, <laughs> um, it'll just help uh, keep the sound a bit better. So anyways, something good to know. Okay, that is the physical stuff. Now let's talk about some of the digital tools that I use about working from home to lead a team from home and in my case, running a business. I use Zoom for video conferencing. I know for me, I found it's the most reliable. Um... And I know now, like, everyone knows about Zoom now, but I was an OG. Like, I was using it before COVID-19. That's how OG I am. I have a paid version of it I have for several years, and I find that it is amazing and consistent. I know they're struggling a bit right now with the plethora of people using it. You can also use, and I've, I've used all these over the years, um, Skype, FaceTime, Video Messenger, Google Hangouts, any of these things work for video conferencing. And um, I find Zoom's great if I need to record something. Uh, it also streams me to Facebook Live really easily. But if you're just looking to have a one-on-one -on -one call, Skype, FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, they work really great too. So easy peasy. 
If you've got digital documents, if you're working remotely with a team, personally, I use Google Drive. Uh, I think it's the best for collaborations with my team. I have used Evernote too, and I love Evernote when it's just my stuff because I can connect my desktop to my phone, and I found that really great. But I find Google Docs are better for collaborating with my team. So all my podcast episode notes, guest information, all that stuff, all in Google Docs. All right, let's talk about how to stay focused a little bit here with some actual tools. So, man, without other people or your boss hovering that are going to, you know, come by and look at your screen or walk by, it can get easier to not get distracted into the rabbit holes or the scroll hole of the internet. There is a productivity extension for your Google Chrome that is called Stay Focused, and you can actually use that to help you block certain sites and set them up so that you can't go to Facebook for the fifth time that day. I happen to use a blocker on my phone too. I've gone so far now as to delete news apps and I've even deleted Facebook from my phone. Um, And I have blockers on both Instagram and Facebook on my phone. So um, I've done that because I knew I was paying attention to what my distractions were, what was getting in my way, and that's what I did. So I highly recommend use use the tools out there to stop social media and the news from taking over your life. Use the tools to your advantage instead of having them use you. Okay, now if you ever have to give feedback or teach somebody something uh, online, this is a really cool tool. It is called Loom and it takes a screenshot of your computer, like a video of it, and allows you to talk and you can even do a little video of you if you want it to and you can then send a URL link to the person so they can see what it is that you're showing. And this is really great because it doesn't always work for us to find times to screen share or let me, like I have to set up a meeting to do this. You can then use use it to give feedback or teach someone something anytime and just send them that link. So I use this for my team a lot. If they've created something, I'll go and actually give them feedback, especially like if it's design stuff or presentations or something that will take you forever to type it out. And you don't know, it's not always easy to connect for a meeting, whether it's because of time zones or just... You don't want to have another meeting. (laughs) Um, Loom is an awesome, awesome thing for that. I use the free version and it is amazing. So that's Loom. Gives you great, uh, if you got to give feedback on something or teach someone something, try Loom. Awesome tool. I talked about this briefly about communicating with my team. I use Slack and it's to streamline all our communication. So it's not all in emails. I use it for all of us – on my team in different places, we have personal channels where we can I can message with just one team member or in our whole group, you can upload documents and I know I'm just scratching the surface of what's possible in Slack. We're also going to try it for Golden Girls Community, one of my paid programs, and see how it goes. I've heard some people love it and this is like everything else, of course. Some people love it, some people don't love it, but if you are looking for a way to get out of your emails or out of your DMs all the time, give it a try and you know if it works, great and if it doesn't, that's okay too. Before I go off the tools, I wanted to talk about staying organized and project management and tracking tasks as a team digitally. I come from the corporate world where there were certain projects where we would have literally printed out, or sorry, I should say not printed out. Well, sometimes we print it out and like put a big Excel spreadsheet on a wall, but oftentimes we would use post-it notes and put a whole project map out on the wall and then everyone would meet in the room and that's where we get the work done. That's not possible right now, especially if you're working from home. So there's a lot of different ways of keeping track of tasks, I use two of them, Asana and Trello. For Asana, I love the level of detail and organization in Asana. For me, I found it to be really great for bigger projects. 
Asana is what I use for my podcast creation, and I've also used it for some of our renovations on our properties to keep track of everything and help me understand what needs to happen before the next thing can happen. There's a paid version too of Asana, but I personally, I use a free version and it works really well. I can assign tasks to Troy or somebody on my team. As you can probably imagine, Troy loves this, um, but my team actually is awesome. We can keep track. Um, we can assign deadlines. It's absolutely incredible. If you haven't already used it, Asana, wonderful. Trello, I love Trello too. Trello is, I love it for the visual aspect of it. I find it really helpful for weekly tasks or planning, like I'll plan out my week in there. You can, my goodness, it's super versatile. Both Asana and Trello are both really versatile, but um, for example, with Trello, you could create uh, a little list for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and create little cards for what you're going to do each day. And you can literally drag and drop them onto different days. I, I find Trello also really great for brain dumping or brainstorming. Uh, for example, I have one Trello board. They're called boards. And I track all the podcasts I want to be featured on. And I have one for all the guests I want. And I keep a running list and I can add to it anytime. If I come across somebody wonderful, I add them to my list or podcasts that I'd love to be featured on, I drop it in there. And it's easy to drag and drop from the, you know, to pitch or invite to scheduled. And it just, it's just a really cool visual tool. I also love it for specific things like a smaller launch, some weekly planning, and even my 100-day goal. So again, there's a free and a paid version. I, at this point, still use the free version. It works for me and my team, but play around and see what works for you. So those are some of the tools, both physical and hardware and digital, that for me have made working from home easier and even with the team. Again, I got links in the show notes for you guys. And as I come across more things that help me, I will keep adding them. There are so many things out there and new ones come every day. Find out what works for you and let go of the rest. Some of you guys have asked me about online business and figuring out those things because there's a whole other suite of things there and I've learned a lot in the last four years. In the next couple weeks, I'm going to be sharing another episode and maybe even a masterclass for you guys talking about taking my business online. And that's where I'll talk about things like social media scheduling, the podcasting software, how I create courses, all those things that I use. So if you want to know more about that, stay tuned for a future episode. I know it's something that some of you guys have asked for, so I really want to share that with you. Stay tuned. Okay, so we have talked about the tools. We've talked about the environment that you're working in. We've talked about your boundaries and habits and Let's now talk about eliminating distractions and staying focused. Now, I told you guys, I've definitely gotten to the end of a day, um, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, where you've been super busy and then you look at your to-do list and realize you've got pretty much nothing done. Maybe you found yourself scrolling on your phone and realized that you have no idea how much time has passed. Or maybe you've gotten sucked into social media or the news or Netflix. I think... (laughs) You're pretty much an angel if that's never happened to you working from home. I think it's so normal, especially right now. But I also know that you want to focus. So here are some of my best suggestions, just a few of them to help you focus. First of all, get clear on what you're focusing on and what is most important. Every day I ask myself, what are my top three priorities? I also ask myself, what is something that might get in the way and how will my best self deal with it? That's a way to help me stay proactive and know what's most important and what might get in my way and get ahead of that so I'm not scrambling or stuck on Netflix or stuck being pulled away for the fourth time today because of you know a diaper change or something that needed to happen. I also, side note, but I think this is fun to share, I also ask myself, what is one thing outside my comfort zone that I could do today to be bold? And those are the things that I ask myself every day to just keep me moving forward in my life. 
When we talk about focus, it's also so important to know what your weekly priorities. And I know I'm preaching about weekly planning, but seriously, guys, if you're not doing it, you need to do it. Know what's most important that week because when you know what's important, it's easier to focus. I think so much of procrastination or distraction comes when we're either overwhelmed or when we don't know exactly what we need to be working on. When you know your priorities, it becomes easier to focus on what's most important. Okay, so once you know what those are, then you got to start your day with those. Block your time in your calendar, whether it's weekly or daily, block the time in your calendar. Communicate with your family, communicate with your team. I personally get up early and get my priority out of the way. And for a lot of days, my priority is a workout. That is like my base. If I don't get my workout in, I just don't feel as good. A lot of days though, it's also could be journaling or some days it is a team meeting that I have to do or a work project that has to get done. Start your day with what matters most. For the record, I am not an early morning person, but I have found that working from home, especially with my daughter, getting up early is just huge and really helps me get things done before the household is running and everybody's awake and things are a little bit harder to focus. Okay, if you're looking to focus, turn off your distractions. Seriously. You know this. I know you know this. This is not, this one's not the new information. But consider, what are the distractions that most bother you? For some of you guys, it might be a phone. For some of you guys, it might be family. It might be emails. Take a few minutes and turn the notifications off on both your phone and your computer. Pay attention to what are the things that distract you and make sure you attack there. If you have to, and I do this, put your phone charger in another room. Leave your phone away from your work if you don't need it for your work. If it's your family or your friends or your colleagues, communicate with them. Put out an out-of-office notification on. Protect your priorities fiercely, guys. You are in charge. Keep evaluating too. This is this is really, um, there's a lot of insight that can come if you pay attention to what are the things that you keep getting distracted on or what are the things that you struggle to focus on. Similar to procrastination, which I'll probably do a whole episode on this at some point in the future, sometimes we allow ourselves to get distracted on a task that we find boring or something we don't want to do or something we're afraid to do or something that's uncomfortable. Start to spot these trends and basically be Nancy Drew. Get curious about when you're distracted and see what that teaches you about yourself. So a couple last tips for sprinting. This, oh my gosh, I adhere to this. Well, I'm not perfect on this, full disclosure, not perfect. But every time I do it, I'm like, well, I need to do this more. (laughs) Sprinting. Now, if you can do 50-minute sprints, that's what's recommended. But you can also do 25-minute sprints. You do what you can. But basically, set a timer, set an intention, say, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to do these three emails or I'm going to do this post on social media or I'm going to prepare this presentation. And set a timer and do it. And when the timer goes off, you stop, you take a five, 10 minute break, you go and you get up and you stretch and you pee and you don't check your phone because that's not really a break, let's be honest. Um, But work in sprints, guys. It'll make a big difference. If you don't want to use your phone for a timer, which I would highly recommend you don't, there's a very simple website. There's lots of them, but I use marinaratimer.com and just go on there and set the timer and it'll go off for you. I also use my Alexa sometimes. I have an Alexa in my office that I tell her how much time to block and that works. But this, when you're sprinting, make sure you, you know, put your headphones in, put your phone away, turn off notifications and do the work. And after you've done your work sprint, get up and move your body and that is going to make you so much more focused, so much more productive. Trust me, you're going to love this. I'll talk about this a little bit more in my next episode too, uh, how to stay focused with kids at home. So if you're a parent, you're going to want to check out that episode. I know I've said that, but I'm really, really, really proud and really excited about it already. Okay, now let's talk about the fifth thing. This is something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is staying social and connected, but not too social. (laughs) I love people. I 
something I did not realize, and some of you guys can probably relate to this, like I, and maybe you too, I really craved meetings and I miss people and I miss even long, boring meetings because I miss people. I think a lot of us who are extroverted or just really enjoy people, or maybe we're living at home, we a lot of people report this as an unexpected challenge of working from home. We think we're going to get so much more done, but the truth is we also miss human connection. There's times in the past where I'd work from home and not see another person for days and days, and I would re- find myself really lonely and sad, and I didn't always make the connection that I really needed people. I've had to figure out how to make working from home work for me. I was just starting to get a few more things figured out, like more co-working days out of the house. And of course, now that's changed again. But I'll share one thing that I absolutely love. And if you're an extrovert or if you're craving connection, and connection's important, extrovert or introvert, it's important no matter what. But um, video conferencing really can make a big difference in these times where we can't go out to networking events or can't go to coffee shops. Make a real effort to see other humans, whether it's work or relationships or friendships. This becomes extra important when you're working from home when you don't get to see other people. I also suggest trying a virtual co-working day. You can do this with your colleagues. You can do this with friends and say, let's get together. Let's work in the morning or during the day and hop on a Zoom or a Skype call together and hold each other accountable, help help each other do the work. This is one of my favorite things to do. And I'm going to do a little shameless plug here and this is the truth. So I don't know if that, that maybe it's not shameless. I don't know. How, I don't know what that means. But anyways, <laughs> in my paid program, Golden Girls Community, we do this. We do this twice a month. We call it Get Shit Done Day. I should have warned you. I was about to swear there. Anyways, I just swore. Um, it's virtual co-working where we hop on a Zoom call. We all do our work. We hold each other accountable. We have dance parties. There's great women and connections and it's just so much fun. And I, that that idea came because I was doing it already because I was getting lonely. And so I was like, well, I can't be the only one. May as well do this with more people. So anyways, if that sounds like something you might love, hop on the wait list. I'll drop the link in the show notes or lisamichaud.com forward slash community. Okay, now let's talk about the other end of the pendulum swinging, which is working from home and socializing too much. (laughs) I know I'm not the only one because some of you guys have been messaging me this, but definitely this happened to me about four years ago when I started working from home, and it also happened to me at the start of the pandemic. It's a real thing. As someone who loves connecting and as a recovering people pleaser, I want to be a part of everything. I get FOMO and I struggle to say no. What I had to do, what I've, what I've done and this worked really well for me, it's, it's an idea that might work for you, is I designated one or two days a month or in some cases one day a week where I would connect with people. Sometimes I'd co-work with them or sometimes I'll multitask and like go for a walk instead of just a coffee chat because sometimes I felt like I was meeting with all these people and I didn't even have time to follow up on the things that we talked about or the ideas that we had because I was just busy meeting the next person. I have done the same thing with a ton of Zoom calls in a day. And I know some of you guys are struggling with this too. You're looking at your calendar and you're like, holy moly, it's all just Zoom calls. (sighs) I get FOMO. Um, So here's what I do to avoid that and avoid that overwhelm. When I plan my week, I think about my intentions. How do I want to feel this week? What do I need? And what do I want to accomplish? And from there, I figure out which meetings and connection points make sense and support those and which ones don't. I step back and I check in, what are the calls, the meetings, the relationships that are bringing the most value and joy to my life right now? And I make sure when I plan my week that those things, I call them like my level ones, they're in my calendar. They're there. Most of the time that those are meetings with my team, but some weeks like that doesn't, that isn't necessarily what gets in there because my work is so limited right now. But you make room for those level one things. 
I also will then look at the nice to have things. So some of the happy hours of the networking events or even bonus calls in some of my pro, I should say not my programs, so the ones that I pay for because I'm, I get coached too. And I'll put those in there as a maybe. And I will only go to them if my kid is doing good and I've spent time with her and I've done my non-negotiables, like my workout, my shower, and my clients have been served. Everything else is a no. That's hard to even say. Like I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, oh, but maybe. (laughs) Everything else is a no right now. That's just the way it is. I know the temptation to be everywhere and do anything. This is real when you're working from home and there's a chance for you to go out because there's no one really holding you accountable at home. This is the truth right now when there's so many Zoom calls and opportunities. It can be a distraction. Get clear on what meetings, which people, who are the ones that you really want and need to connect with, which ones are the ones that are going to help you feel the way you want to feel and move forward on your goals and intentions. Okay, those are the things I think you need to know when you're, if you're going to work from home successfully. For those of you guys that are trying to do all this with kids, I bow down for, to you because I know this is hard. And I am still trying to figure it out. I'm doing it imperfectly and I've certainly learned a lot over the last couple of years. My life swings in two different directions. When Troy's home, I get to do some work and there's a blend of both of us having to do some work, you know, our real estate and keep our household going and him needing some downtime and me needing some downtime. That's one side of the pendulum and the other side is me just full on being the solo parent and an entrepreneur and the chief family officer. So I know both ends of that spectrum from stay-at-home spouse to no support and solo parenting. And I know the middle uh, where both people are trying to be productive. <laughs> because I've worked from home with my kid for almost with almost no daycare or childcare for over two years and even no partner for half the time, I do consider myself a bit of a ninja at the nap time hustle and working at home with kids. It is no joke, but I also believe that it can be done. And so the next episode is a special episode devoted just to my parent friends out there working from home with kids. Well, my golden girl, thank you so much for listening. You may truly love working from home or you might be like me and realize that it is an adjustment just like most things in life. I can definitely say this though. Like everything else in life, if you're grateful for it and appreciate it, it's an incredible opportunity and challenge to learn from. I hope you enjoy these tips. I hope you are ready to set up the right environment for you. I hope that you're excited to establish the right routine, boundaries, and habits. My goodness, you need all three in there. I hope that hearing about the tools that I use get you excited to set up both your environment and your online space too with the right tools. I hope you now have some ideas on how you can stay focused and eliminate distractions and know how you can connect with others without being too social, that it's basically just another distraction. Most of all, I hope that you're ready to create the best experience for you as you work from home. Each of us are different, and it's important to figure out what works for you. Remember, to help you with this, I've created a special quiz. What is your work from home style? It's six questions, and at the end, you're going to get my best tips just for your personality type. So are you a mama of all trades? Are you a social butterfly? Are you a thriver? Only one way to find out. Got to take the quiz at lisamishow.com forward slash work from home or check out the link in the show notes. I hope you like it. For me, I just thought it was a fun way to get more tips and advice to you guys and have it all in one place so you're not frantically taking notes during this episode. I should probably mention that at the beginning. (laughs) Remember, you're the queen or the king and you're your own best expert. Use this time to learn more about yourself and how you like to do work. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a friend, a colleague, a coworker, a team member, or a boss who might benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. This episode is made for sharing. So take a screenshot, tag me on social media, and send me a DM if you have any questions or are curious to know more. 
Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll chat with you in the next episode of Golden Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls Podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.